Welcome to QSR Nation, your weekly dose of food service marketing tips and business strategies for success. Here's your hosts, Josh Anderson, Beth Oots, and Anthony Pierce from the PFS Brands National Headquarters. Hey everybody, welcome back to QSR Nation. Listen in as we continue our discussion with Carrie Luxem. I think just the low standards automatically leads to some of your other points you have for us. It leads to underperformers and it leads to a yeah. negative work environment in general. Yeah, absolutely. I, yep, and that's, that, those are some of the, the last points that we have. I mean, too many underperformers and it, it goes, you know, if you don't care and you've got these people underperforming, it's really about having the energy to take care of the underperformers. And by take care, I mean, help them. If they're really truly just not getting it, maybe they are disengaged, really looking at yourself as the leader, as the manager, and what role are you playing in that underperformer? I I mean, you can take a restaurant that has a manager, leader that doesn't care, and of course they have these underperformers. You change it out, you put somebody in there that does care, that has energy, that has high standards, that underperformer is likely going to turn into a not underperformer. They may still have some issues or whatever, but but if you have too many underperformers on your team and you feel like, I'm in an environment or in in a community, we can't staff, so I have to keep them, it's going to cause you so many headaches. You know, if you do have great performers or people that are uh, doing great things, why would they want to stay in an environment with people that are not being held to the same standard? You can come to work. You don't have to wear the right uniform. You don't have to smile. You don't have to be great with customers. Uh, you don't have to follow the rules. Uh, people that are doing a great job are not going to want to work in that environment for very long. So that's a big one. I mean, if you have too many underperformers, people aren't going to care. You know, exactly. you're going to be in that same boat. And the same, same thing, like you said, you were talking about the negative environment. Who can thrive in a chronically negative environment? You know, nobody yeah. wants to work in an environment where people are, uh, you know, in a bad mood all the time, you know. And it's, it's, it's really, it's really uh, more common than it is not. And I think if... As a manager, if you really look at your own attitude, your own actions, uh, and how are those things impacting your team, uh, you know, and you really just have to try to figure out a way to to, um, lead from a position of positivity and avoid that, you know, whether it be victim mentality or that gloomy, I'm, there's so much going on and we're so overwhelmed and there's you know, we're not making enough money, uh, people can feel that, and that it's just not a great environment to work in. Well, exactly, and, you know, one thing that we used to, you know, talk a lot about in leadership uh, classes when I teach those is, you know, before you let someone go, is, you know, asking them, you know, and then receiving the feedback for yourself is, what is it that I'm not providing you that mm-hmm. would make your job better or make your job easier? And what is it that you know I'm lacking in um, that's creating barriers for you to succeed in and really taking that ownership on yourself first you know, before because it's easy to say oh well, they they stink um, so I'm just going to cut yep. them loose um, but you know to actually evaluate because you know if, if you get a lot of well they stinks and you're letting a lot of folks go um, you know 
typically maybe you're maybe underperforming as well. You might be the stink maker. You might be the stink maker. That's right. You might be. Yeah. You, you may be the negative nanny. Quit looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, you know, it's one of our core values that we have in our company is positive attitude always. And so that's something that we always kind of strive for. And um, I, I 100% agree with you. If you have a negative environment, not only do you not want to make it fun to come into work every day, but you're never going to feel like no matter what you do is going to be adequate enough. Um, you're, just, you're not going to have that connection. And you go back to the point of nobody cares because if it's a constantly a negative environment, I, I mean, why, why would you do anything to benefit yourself or the company? Exactly. And this isn't a, you know, again, I, I work with a lot of, like, you know, serious operators that are like, oh, Carrie, you're just, you know, it's, it's, it's like positivity, that constant positivity maybe is viewed as fluff or not real. I tell my team the way it is. I tell the truth, but I present it in a way that's about, you know, moving forward. And it doesn't mean I'm going to always be rah, rah, positive and uh, you know, it, it's a positive energy is that can-do attitude, and it's it's really about being able to pull the team together and be real and be honest, and you will have a positive environment if you're looking at the bright side, you're trying to move towards, uh, you know, more profitable restaurant or better employees or, you know, improving, but it doesn't have to be uh, you know, a phony, positive energy. I mean, I, I've always been, uh, you know, the type of person that likes to focus on the positive, and it's just, you know, and there's a lot of people that don't, but as, you, as we're referring to a team of people, most people don't want to go into any type of job every day and be pounded on for what's going wrong or feel like everything is always negative, but that doesn't mean you can't tell the truth, you can't talk about the negative things that are happening, but it's really the outlook, the outcome, you know, the focuses should be positive, you know, moving forward. It's about improving and making people feel like they're going to be a part of that in some way. And can can we, oh, oh, oh <laughs> Beth and I both would have chime in there. <laughs> you guys are excited. I, will, I will concede the floor to the lady. Oh, thank you for being positive about that. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, you know, like I 100% agree with everything you're saying, but it doesn't it take more energy to be negative than it does yeah. just to be positive. And that is always, it's just, it's a life sucker whenever that happens. <laughs> if someone always yeah. has to be negative, it's like, why would you want to be that person? Tony. <coughs> oh, guys. Oh, man. Here we go again. <laughs> Look, I'm a realist. We're working on I'm you. honest. <laughs> Anthony, we do, these, we do these podcasts for you. Specifically. <laughs> he was wondering while you were talking if we had actually phoned ahead and talked to you about this. Yeah. I, I was pointing no. both of them, putting the, no. the phone call. Well, you know, you it's really her? funny. I'll tell you, you know, my, my, and I think we talked about this potentially in the last podcast. My husband and I are very different. Uh, operators, if you will, or, or business, you know, business people, and he tends to look at the negative, and but he, he, you know, and he's, you know, he's a real deal operator, and he, he's figured out it works for him, but he's not just constantly negative. But I, I like to be way more positive than him, uh, you know. And <laughs> but, but it, so it's really about being authentic, being real, being who you are. Because if he tried to act like me, his team would be like, "Okay, who is this guy?" <laughs> 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 working, right. So I do think there is some, 
you know, you said, uh, Beth, you know, it takes more energy to be negative. It would take more energy for my husband to act like me and be positive. <laughs> but he can be, he can be, up, he can be uplifting in his way. He can, he, he, like, he's a straight shooter, and the team that he's built really that 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 works for them and they probably wouldn't be as inspired under me in in some regards you know so i think it's if it's about being a a happy person and being an absolute miserable person that's different than like the approach that you have that's like he's going to tend to figure talk about why it wouldn't work where i'm going to talk about why it would work and you know maybe it's you know and i try to encourage him to talk a little bit more about the positive or, or looking at the bright side and he tries to tell me or teach me how to look a little bit more <laughs> at the negative side <laughs> the and I, you know what I mean and that's fine and I think there is some truth that everything can't always be wonderful and be always be positive and always going to work out but it's how we approach things is, is very different but that doesn't make me a, because I think I'm so focused on positivity it doesn't make me better of a, of a leader than him because we just have different styles you know, and, yes, you gotta, and that's why this goes—it goes into like who you surround yourself with. How the people that he's hired—they they understand who he is as a leader. He's a very authentic guy. He's, he's he approaches things in a way that is true to him, and he's influenced by people, hopefully like me, who try to get him to focus on being more positive. And again, like I said, he he challenges me to to look at things in a different light as, too. That. Some would say it's more of a negative light, but it's really more of just looking at things differently and, and that sort of thing. Folks so. like us like to call it realism, uh, not negativism. So I just right. want to throw that out there. You know, we joke all the time about Beth and I being the yin and yang, you know, versions of each other. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it, it creates a really good balance. You know, and when it all comes down to it, how you communicate the message is really yep. what's going to be, you know, the, the tone setter for things. Um, and that's you know, one of the, the the final point you had on your list today was you know about that yeah. poor communication. You know that's one of the reasons why employees don't care is because maybe things are communicated in an overly negative tone. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> if it's overly negative, and quite honestly, the biggest disconnect I see in when I talk about like poor communication, it's that there isn't any. You know, it's like people just assume that the people running the restaurant, whether it's managers or the hourly employees, that they just know what's going on. And so it's so important to take the time to meet, to have conversations. It doesn't mean meet every single day, all day, or anything like that, but just making sure that things that you think are just common knowledge, that you're communicating them. And, you know, I, I think it's, a, it's better to over-communicate slightly than it is to under-communicate because when people don't know what's going on or what the, the goals are, the vision or the problem or the sales issues or whatever, they can't focus on them. And so it's just, it's just so important to, it's like, it seems so easy. It's like, just talk to your people, you know, talk to your team every single day and make sure that you don't assume that they already know things. I've seen so many times that operators are frustrated or leaders are frustrated with the, 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 the restaurants because they're like not doing something, but do they really understand that that's what they're supposed to be doing? Well, I just, they, that's what they do. They should know. We'll talk about it, you know, communicate. So you've got to make communication a, a priority and effective communication is like, it's the key to success and it's just it's such it's it's not done well uh a lot <laughs> i see that it's just not it's just not something that people uh do well i mean we're in this fast 
fast-paced industry and environment, and it's just, you know, you think because you put a sentence in a newsletter or send out a quick email that everyone's going to get it, and it's just not how it works. Yeah, well, you know, assumptions are deadly, you know, um, mm-hmm. and that's something that, you know, that communication and making sure the folks get it understand, not only does that help shore up, you know, any of the gaps that might be there, but you also might find some really great ideas uh, from your frontline team that maybe you are actually as a leader disconnected from a little bit. So you might find out that there's an issue with wait time or an issue with, um, you know, back of house or, or whatever the situation might be. You know, I mean, by having those conversations and keeping the communication open and very fluid, um, that you actually have an opportunity to gain a lot of efficiencies and ideas and, again, create, back to point one, a connection for the team yeah, members. absolutely. You know, so kind of in summary, I think that we talked through these seven points, but it's really just about, first and foremost, just really caring about the role that you play and bringing great energy, having simple and easy-to-understand systems communicate well and know that it's it's a everyday focus and process i mean it's constant it never goes away and i think sometimes operators think like once i get this done then it will be good you know we'll have people well it's not no you won't <laughs> you won't it won't ever be you've got to constantly think about how to improve every day how to get you know more talent how to keep them happy and if you're if you have energy and you're passionate about the role you play and people can sense that and they know that you're in this and you care about them uh you care about the company and you care about them as people you can you can you know you can reach your goals when it comes to your people and it's not because someone's young or they were born in a certain year that makes them not care i mean it's like yes the world is changing and you know, people are lazy and technology and all that, but it's really about connecting with people, caring a ton, uh, constantly trying to, you know, to bring your best game to the table every single day. And if you do those things, you're going to have more success without a doubt. Yeah, that's just some great advice just to decrease turnover. I mean, anybody can find that very valuable for sure. Be sure to tune in next week as we continue our discussion with Carrie Luxem. Stop by next week for another QSR Nation episode or visit pfsbrands.com.